Universe. Media. Network. 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 This is Real Estate Investing Success Minneapolis, the show that takes you on a conversational journey through the ins and outs and the ups and downs of the Twin City area real estate investing industry to help you reach your goals of financial freedom through real estate investing. I'm Antonio Holman, author, investor, and founder of United States Real Estate Investor, a real estate investing focused media company. And my mission is to help you learn and achieve financial freedom through media, networking, and knowledge. Today, we're talking to Mike Jacka. From excited to hopeful to now a confident real estate investor, owner and president of the Minnesota Real Estate Investors Association, stick around with me on this journey to hear why Mike is a real estate investing success. Real Estate Investing Success Minneapolis is sponsored by Menria. Twin City Real Estate Investors, Menria is here for your success. Minnesota Real Estate Investors Association, the largest RIA in the upper Midwest and voted the number one RIA in Minnesota by the top association leaders and national speakers in the country, is here to increase your knowledge, skills, connections, and ultimately your freedom. MinRIA is a community of real estate investors who strive to provide the most current, relevant, and fresh training from top leaders in the real estate investing industry. Want membership perks? As a MinRIA member, you receive valuable members-only benefits from organizations such as Home Depot, Rent Perfect, Arcana Insurance Services, Equity Trust Company, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, Avis Car Rental, Budget Car Rental, Office Depot, QuickBooks, Call Fire, Constant Contact, and many more. Whether you're a seasoned pro or someone who's just getting started, Menria's focused community and multiple monthly events are value-packed occasions for anyone looking for real estate investing success. To join the community today, visit Menria at menria.com. That's M-N-R-E-I-A.com. Again, that's M-N-R-E-I-A.com. Minnesota Real Estate Investors Association, your place for real estate investing industry training, networking, resources, and much more. All right, Mike, are you ready to uh, talk some real estate investing with me today? Absolutely. Let's All right, do it. excellent. So uh, before we get into the business side of things, how about you tell us a little bit about your personal life? Uh, sure. I'm, uh, uh, so I've started real estate uh, pretty much right out of school, which was 30 plus years ago, um, and graduated from high school in 98, went to trade school. Graduated from that in 1991, and then in 1992, I got my real estate license. Um, I got interested in real estate real early on, but not directly because of real estate. I got interested in, in cash flow, understanding cash flow, following cash flow, and that led me to real estate. Um, so I guess I've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, so my background has been varied. I've done a little bit of everything from um, as a real estate investor, I've, done a, I've been a real estate broker, a property manager, I've done trustee servicing for uh, land trusts and that kind of stuff. I've also, in my early days, I was a handyman, a contractor license. Um, I even, for many years, delivered pizzas so I could help pay the yeah. bills while I was doing my rehabs. So, I mean, I've done a little bit of everything. I even worked on cars for many years in the beginning. Anything I could do to earn a little bit of extra income to survive and buy materials and stuff to work on rehabs. 
So I was just always doing that for pretty much my whole life. And now I run one of the largest real estate investor associations in the country. I run Minrio. Uh, and I also have a national um, base with uh, where we're connected with about 70 different Rios around the country. And we do training for their members as well. Wow. Awesome. You got a lot going on, man. It's all, yeah. it all sounds good. That's you good. Know, too much sometimes. Yeah. Well, I feel you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as far as the one word or phrase that really got you into this, what was that one word or phrase that really sparked everything for you to get into this industry? Uh, like I said, cash flow or understanding compound interest and time value money. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like the HP 12C calculators. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is real old school. We're talking um, right. back when I got started. The only way we could do a financial calculator or calculation or a mortgage calculation was using one of these. And I had to learn how to use one of these for one of my, one of my actually one and only real job outside of school. Um, I had to learn how to use this and nobody at our company knew how to use it. So mm -hmm. we, we are, we were taxed with fixing these things. And they don't break. I mean, really, the only way to break one of these is spill your coffee on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the company we worked for was a, our, one of our clients was one of the largest uh, mortgage broker um, slash in title companies in the state. And so I'd go pick these things up from them. And then I'd have to run after we replaced the circuits and stuff. And I'd have to run some calculation. And I'm like, wait a minute. How come we can't get two plus two to equal four? It just it wouldn't work because it yeah. uses a totally different um, type of math. Right. So my company sent me to a a class to learn how to use this, and that's where I learned. Once I saw the power of compounding interest, I never even thought about investing. So then I started looking into, well, okay, well, how do I build my my retirement account? And then from there, it led me into cash flow, and then that led me into real estate. So. I don't know. It's just kind of weird how I got there. Yeah, that kind of kind of makes a lot of sense when you break it down that way. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. You yeah, know, that's uh, that's one of the things that's lacking in this country is financial literacy, and that's really that's on my hit list is trying to get that solved because yeah, you know, they they don't teach that stuff. They don't. Nope. It's it's frustrating. And that's why I, that's one of the things that I kind of focus on. I teach a lot of that. I also. Um, promote and recommend anybody out there that does teach that type of stuff. Like I'm really, I really heavily push the Robert Kiyosaki stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, being a, uh, the head of the uh, Minnesota RIA. So, or uh, the Minneapolis RIA. So how'd that come about? That's not something that just falls into everybody's lap. Did you have to work on it or did it actually fall into your lap? Um, well, there again, like, I was coming up through the 90s trying to get my training and education, and there was no training in this locally here. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go nationally, so I was traveling all over the country, and I'd be at the meetings in these events, and I'd be talking to all the local people, and they're like, oh, just go back to your local RIA. I'm like, well, what's a RIA? Right. <laughs> well, that's your real estate investor association that gets together every month to talk about real estate in your market. And I'm like, we don't have one of those. So for years, I tried finding, we didn't have one. And then in 2002, um, after I'd gone through, gotten most of my training already, I was been pretty successful investor, had a lot of rental properties, had done a lot of rehabs by then, uh, was uh, doing heavy wholesaling at that time. I, I would run into these certain other investors that we would just 
we would just constantly meet each other at properties. Like I'd be going in, they'd be going out or vice versa. Yeah. So we got to know each other over time, uh, never became friends really, but we, we got to know who each other were. And one day things were getting a little bit tougher because the market was changing. So I was at a property and one of the investors had came through and we met at this one particular property. We ended up spending like two hours talking in this house. It was the first time we spent more than five minutes talking to each other. And we spent like two hours talking to each other in this price. And we realized at that time that both of us thought we were both each other's competition, but we weren't because we were both looking for something different. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, but we were both seeing different things in the market. And like, you know, we, as we're talking like two or three other real estate agents had brought clients through this property. And while this investor and I are standing in this house looking at him. So he's like, well, my office is right down the street. Why don't we just go there? So we went to his office and then a couple other investors that he was wholesaling a property to, or they were wholesaling him. I can't remember. Anyway, they walked in with a purchase agreement and just check. And then they stuck around and started talking as well. And I knew one of those two other guys and we ended up staying at his office for probably another three, four hours. Oh, wow. And we're all like, wow, this is just so, this was great. Cause we yeah. all thought we were each other competition. We realized we're not, and we're all seeing all these different things. Like we need to do this on a regular basis. I'm like, okay, next month, same date, same time. That's how it happened. You That's know, awesome. Next month, there was the four of us. The next month there was 12 of us. Next month there was 20. It just kind of wow. grew from there. Wow. That's, that's an incredible story. Cause I mean, man, you never necessarily hear how things like that start because most cities do have uh, RIA groups. And and most of them started some way like that. Most of the ones that I've talked to where I've met the original people, it was, we were just sitting around having coffee or we were a couple of us were sitting around having, you know, having a lunch meeting and it grew into an association. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, this next question, I wonder if it's going (laughs) to kind of loosely tie into what you just told me. But what is your favorite part of being a real estate investor? My favorite part of being a real, oh, wow. Um, I think for me, uh, and it depends on how you look at, most people look at being an investor differently than what it really is. Um, But I think the way most people look at uh, when we say real estate investor is I'm an entrepreneur. Sorry about that, my phone. Yeah, all good. I'm an entrepreneur. And it allows me, real estate allows me the ability to, to run other businesses, be creative. So like I said, I've done many different things over the years related to real estate. In other words, I build businesses within real estate Yeah. to support my real estate investing. That's a smart way to do it. Wow. So throughout your journey so far, uh, mm-hmm. I, I always like this question. This is one of my favorites. Now, we know nothing's ever beautiful and perfect all the time. Right. <laughs> I'm sure you know that. Oh, yeah. So uh, what was the time throughout your real estate investing journey when you felt most unsuccessful? Oh, yeah, that's easy. Uh, 2009 to probably 2010. Uh, market had crashed in 2008 and values were tanking here. I had 40 yeah. some properties. Uh, single family houses, single family doors. Um, so I had 43 buildings. Okay, a couple of them were duplexes, but most of them were all single family, one unit buildings. Uh, I spent the next year and a half turning over tenants, 
doing short sales on my own properties, liquidating my properties to sell down and pay down debts. Um, I before the market crashed, I listened to the wrong people, and I I started taking pulling out cash out of my properties and putting them in these so-called passive investments that were now wiped out, gone. Yeah, wow. So I'm struggling to survive. I felt like a complete and total failure for the next two years because I couldn't buy anything. There, was, I mean, nobody was buying at that time because values were just. We went from a median price in 2006, where we hit a peak of 2040-ish, and probably by early 2008, we were still around 220. But then by the January 2011, we had dropped down to $110,000 for our median price. Mm. So about a 60% decline in value. So yeah. for that time frame, nobody was buying, or, or very few people were buying. So while that was all happening, I actually almost shut down the association. I almost shut down Minria. Uh, I did shut down my real estate brokerage, my tr uh, property management company, my trustee servicing company. So I did close all that, um, shut them down, had to lay off my employees. But I almost, And I almost shut down the association, but I kept going to the meetings um, because people kept showing up. And they're telling me all their sad stories, sob stories, and they're asking for my advice. Finally, one day I'm like, people i'm just as bad off as you guys are yeah and once i opened up and said that we became each other's support group and that's what really got us through it that's why i'm still to this day 10 15 years later i'm still running minria and it's my passion because it helps people it got me through it and now i'm help i'm here to help other people get through their struggles yeah yeah it's all about the relationships if you don't have relationships it's extremely difficult to really make anything meaningful happen and i've really right. thoroughly realized that oh yeah wow so uh what's what's the one positive goal you're focused on in your business today uh positive goal right now is um maximizing um maximizing my cash flow uh and paying down well i shouldn't say paying down it we're looking at things a lot differently right now um, because of this cheap finance money out there. Yeah. Um, it under when you understand the, the the cash flow, the cheap money that's out there, and I'm re-educating everyone on values too because people don't understand valuations in real estate, um, and it's all based on the interest rate. So, um, one of my biggest goals right now for this year is to acquire as many pre-foreclosure properties as I can where other people took out that 3% interest rate loans that as an investor with an 800 plus credit score can't get. You know, I can get for my investor properties, I can get a four, four and a half, but I can't get those threes and under 3% loans. So, but there's a lot of people that did get them that are now going through those foreclosures. Now that all those moratoriums are over. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal and my focus is finding those deals to get those properties. And I've got one so far. Uh, I did find one. Now my goal is to find a few more of those this year. Now, you mentioned uh, moratoriums. Did you feel the impact of those in your business? Uh, I did, but not as severe as some people I know. Mm -hmm. I Fortunate, I only had one tenant that didn't pay at all during the whole time frame. Uh, and only had a couple other tenants that struggled from time to time, but then eventually, you know, I worked with them all and got them all caught back up. 
Um, the one tenant that did not pay through the whole time frame, the state finally kicked in because I worked with them for a year, and that wow. finally got covered. But almost everybody I know that applied, I mean, the state wasn't paying. And then, like, about a month, month and a half ago, everybody got paid. Okay. So I think the, finally, the state finally threw their hands up and said, okay, enough of this messing around with all this bull crap red tape that everyone was trying to push through and get most people couldn't comply with 90% of what they're asking for anyways because the tenants wouldn't they required the tenants to do all the work and what was the incentive for the tenants so did you did you find any banks or lenders to be easier difficult to work with during this time I would think they'd be pretty pretty understanding because everybody's in the same boat but what did you experience uh, well, with the banks, I didn't have to deal with the banks. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, Good. There's, there's nothing to deal with the banks because you know they're they're all pretty much under the same guidelines as everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So there was no issues with the banks right now. Now that they're able to start filing foreclosures again, now we'll we'll see what their real attitude is going to be. But I have a feeling that their attitude is going to be more of um, let's just do this because I got a. I got a feeling, I'm not, I can't verify this, but I think in the background, the banks have been told, just do it and we'll cover you if you lose. Yeah, you're probably right. I think the Fed has got that already set up. I was going to say, everybody seems to, uh, well, I don't know about everybody, but the, the federal government, they seem to always uh, kind of take care of the banks in some some way. <laughs> so. Well, because the five big banks run the federal government. Exactly. <laughs> so, how, yeah. how coincidental. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, by design. <laughs> Coincidentally, yeah. by design. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what's what's the favorite uh, technology that you use in your business? Oh, I, <laughs> I'm my phone. Yeah. I use, uh, I actually have developed an app for making it easy to go look at properties. Really? Um, so like I got a, when I'm at a property, every house I look at, I got a repair estimator uh, and then I use, um, that puts in the information. I'm basically I'm analyzing the properties right off my phone or off my computer. But uh, I mean, I call it property analyzer tools. I even created an offer generator wizard that will look at eight different ways of, of buying houses and just you know and, and make uh, suggest multiple different offers. So, uh, are you a techie, or did you just get somebody to develop this because you personally needed it? Uh, I am a I'm a techie. I'm not really a techie. What I am is is a uh, a solution person. Okay. Uh, so everything like most of the stuff I got right now, yeah, it's all online. And I've learned. I become a programmer, mm. uh, so I do a lot of programming because they run the associations. Uh, but that that came as a as another accident. Yeah. But in the beginning years when I was building my business, I would build. I would build. Like Excel programs, right, right, so yeah. Analyze everything. So years ago, I had everything in Excel programs because I would have the real estate agents. Like when I had my brokerage, I held the license for a lot of investors as well, and the investors would go out find deals, and if it worked great for them as a buy and hold, they would hold on to them, and if it wasn't a, a good listing, but then the ones that would fit in my wheelhouse the agents would bring to me and I created these spreadsheets. So, okay, you fill in all this information and if you don't want it and it falls within these criteria, and I, I, I literally gave it like these color charts. And if it was red, if it was a red light, I don't want it. But if, and if it's a green light, you probably want it. And if it's a yellow light, I'll look at it. 
So I would get like the yellow light ones, the ones that there's something there, but there was somebody had to go and do some more work and it was a little bit more creative. It's usually going to be like a subject to type of a deal or a lease option where most investors don't begin our beginning investors don't know how to handle them. So I created these programs to, so as the agents were analyzing the deals, if they fell within a category, bring them to me and I would look at them. Well, from there, I realized a lot of people like that, that, that platform. And so when that word got out there that I had these and a lot of agents were coming to me um, during the early 2000s. And that's, the, again, when I started the association. So it worked out very well. And then after the market crash, I had time to go back and learn programming because like I had about a two year period there where I wasn't buying anything. And I shut down my other businesses. So I learned programming so I could build a website to maintain Minria. Because right, I had to keep that up and running and keep it more automated. And so that's what I found over the years is what I'm really good at is finding something that either works and then creating some type of a system to make it more efficient and run without me. So awesome. I make everything duplicatable and repeatable, but I use technology to do that. Right, right. That's that's super smart. It's like you kind of have to or else things will fail without you. Right. So uh, are you planning on developing that and marketing it to sell? I already do. You already do. Awesome. What What's the name of it again? Well, it's the property analyzer tools and the only, but we work it through RIOs that are within our network. Right, uh-huh. So like I said, we, right now we got about 70 different associations. Um, they can go directly through real estate promo, but we don't um, promote it and, and push it through there. Yeah, um, I spend most of my time working with the real estate investor associations around the country, and with their members. So if it's if it's a tool that I use for my business, uh, that is technology based, I incorporate it into the platform, and then automatically becomes available to all the members of all the RIOs that are using. That's, our, that's good. Our platform. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we've got, like I said, about seventy different uh, associations around the country, and. Actually, I was just looking that number up a little bit ago, uh, which represents about uh, 23,000 active members around the country right now. Wow. That's huge. That's good. That, that have access to this stuff. Wow. That's impressive. Awesome. So, and, so, and if they don't have access directly through one of the associations, they can reach out through Real Estate Promo. Yeah. And find us that way and get it there. So that's you guys have the network to be a part of. What? What cities is this network covering? Uh, almost every major city in the country. Oh wow, excellent! Wow, yep. Mike, you're awesome. the guy. You're the guy to know, man. <laughs> well, just because I got out there and I traveled and I made these connections over the years, and those connections, like we said, the connections, and the, because of those connections, the people I know, they're like people would come back to me. Hey, Mike, what what do you got available for us? Like, yeah. Oh, this wow. is what we got, and it just, in fact, this all became because one of the national speakers came, spoke to our group in 2011, and like, what are you doing different than everyone else? I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm getting back out on the road speaking to groups around the country after most of them closed their doors, yeah. went out of business. She says, I'm going and speaking around the country. The most people I've spoken to is like maybe 30, and here I show up to Minneapolis, and you have 150 people. Yeah. I'm like, what? She's like, what are you doing different? I'm like, I have no clue. She's like, well, what? How large is your staff? I'm like, it's me. <laughs> That's not possible. Wow. And she stuck around for another day to figure it out, and 
she came to my office and she saw the software that I was running, or not software, but the web-based applications. Like, okay. well, this is why, because you've automated everything. And I'm like, well, I never thought about it that way. But yeah, you're right. I did automate all those different tasks so that one person or a very small group of people can do it. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So uh, what's your portfolio look like these days? Uh, I have about a dozen properties uh, with high cash flow. So nice. cream of the crop. I don't. I, I learned when I had 40-some properties that had smaller cash flows, I was making probably about as much money as I am now cash flow-wise. And I had way more work. Yeah. So now the ones that I got, and that's why I was saying earlier, because of the cash flow, I want to increase my spreads. I want to have fewer properties with higher spreads. And that's the way I'm doing it, by finding these lower rate loans that I can't even get as a, with an 800 score. Mm-hmm. I, can't call, I can't get those types of loans that a first-time home buyer who had a 680 credit score could get a 2.9% loan that now that they can't make their payment, and they're going to lose it to foreclosure. I can come in, give them a few thousand dollars, and, you know, for their equity, and then save their credit. And now I can take over that really, really low interest rate loan. And with these higher rents going up right now, they're cash flowing like crazy. That's and that. And then uh, we do. I do a few rehabs still. Our, uh, I shouldn't say that. I was doing rehabs up till COVID hit, and then I I did one more last year, and I don't think I'm going to do any more actual rehabs because I, could, I couldn't even find workers to do the work. I mean, I went back to uh, the last one I did, I ended up doing 80% of the work myself. Oh, wow. Get the project done. Well, because yeah. everyone else is sitting at home getting their money. In fact, yeah. I got yeah. a call yesterday from, or yesterday from a guy. Uh, he even worked with me on one of the projects and then he started getting his spare money and I hadn't heard from him yet. And then he called yesterday. He's like, hey, you got any work? I'm like, um, not right now. He says, well, I, I got transportation now. He says, I'll go anywhere. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I haven't heard from you in five months now. Right. And now you're looking for work again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with you to work with you or shoot some deals your way, how do they do that? Um, best, probably easiest way to find me is right through the website, Minria. Um, Minnesota Real Estate Investor Association or Real Estate Promo. They can also find me on Facebook. Uh, kind of active on that. Uh, I don't respond immediately to messages because sometimes you know I don't log in for a day or two, but I do follow up on most of the messages through Facebook. Uh, just look for Mike Jacka. That's the easiest way to find me. Okay. So uh, since entering into the real estate investing world, what are you most grateful for? Uh, the the people I have met and the connections I've made over the years. Um, My life is way more enriched just personally, just because of the type of quality of people that I I now hang around with and are friends with from all, from all over the country. So that's one thing you just mentioned uh, as far as meeting other people and networking and things like that. Let me ask you this question. So since since this pandemic thing has happened, there's been a massive spike in, you know, calls like this, video calls and things like that. Um, how do you feel from that time when it kind of seemed like we were forced to do video calls versus getting back to being in person to talk to people? How does that make you feel since you've gotten back to it? Well, uh, I will say I am one of the uh, detractors. I fought this whole thing the whole time 
Um, I, I personally believe that the technology and like the, doing these videos is awesome for doing these interviews and for doing some training, but it does not, I mean, and I got many even um, personal relationships that I feel like have withered away, even though we've met online, mm -hmm. when you don't have that personal connection, those bonds are not as strong. No those connections are not as strong. Uh, and the, and like we even try to take our, some of the networking that we were doing live, we brought that online and we even got, it's still going on right now. Every other week we do a virtual um, networking type of a thing. And it, it, it works for a small group of people that they're more comfortable with that online version, but we had to get back to live. And I even wrote an article on this a long, long, probably a year ago now on how we had to get back to a live environment because we're, we're entrepreneurs. We're in a people business. I mean, yeah. unless you want to be a tech guy who sits behind a computer, you know, and, and that's fine with you, but we are in the people business and deals are done by relationships. And I don't feel like it's, I mean, like, you know, Anton, you and I just met today on, on this here. We've talked a couple of times via email and phone, but we don't know each other. I right. Mean, I, I, you know, it's, it, it's a good introduction way to start. Yeah. But until we actually become friends and we can meet at a, a live event and sit back and, you know, just have a fluid conversation without trying to think structured how our conversation is structured. <laughs> right. True. Like in an environment like this. Yeah. And that's the other thing is I watch a lot of podcasts and a lot of interviews uh -huh. and you could tell the, the structured environment that everyone's trying to portray. It's yeah. still so much different than you. If you and I were just sitting around having a coffee. True. True. And see, the thing is, is like, you, you know, you know, we have, we have an audience here that is consuming this. So there's a little bit of, well, stay in line with the conversation. Don't go too far left field and say something out of out of line, quote unquote. Right. But uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely correct, man. That's well, the those, same thing. Those ideas that get sparked when we yeah. don't have to be so structured. Exactly. I I lost that. Yeah. And, we, yeah. and, we, and now we're getting it back because, like, we'll go to the we I call it the meeting after the meeting. Yeah. So we have our main monthly meetings or any, anytime we have these smaller group meetings, anytime, if it's not too late, a lot of times we'll go and have dinner or a drink at the local bar mm -hmm. and a half a dozen of us will sit and talk around, talk about things. And the ideas start flowing and then we're bouncing ideas off of each other because nobody cares at that point. And that's when those million dollar ideas pop up. Exactly. And see, that's the same thing I've been working on secret. I'm letting little secrets out, but, uh, the whole casual networking thing as adult human beings needs to happen because just like you said, that's when the real sparks tend to come out is in situations like that. When we're relaxed, the structure is not there mm -hmm. and uh, it's just, it's much more powerful. People feel relaxed and that, that they have a chance to be more human, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. so uh, before I hit you with the last question here, just want to say thanks for coming on the show. Great conversation with you. Uh, nothing but value. Value bombs dropping left and right. So that's awesome. Thank you very much for that. And uh, finally, last question here. What is your definition of real estate investing success? Oh, uh, success. 
that is for me it's actually changed a lot over the years um i used to think oh i had to make a million dollars and from the when i made a million dollars i did not i was at by my definition at that time i was successful uh, but i don't make a million dollars a year right now um, i make maybe half of that and i feel 10 times more successful now because i've got all my needs met I mean, I don't have any bills that I, you know, I, I have no bills, right? Um, I basically, all my needs and everything is met from the cash flow from my real estate. And I mean, I also multiple streams of income. So it's the real estate and a couple other things that I do that I live off of. And then that allows me to do this other stuff that I'm doing, like you're talking with you and running the association and all that. And I'm building another business and I'm not making any money off of right now. But it's a passion of mine to do it, uh, to help other people. And eventually it'll have some value to it, but I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I have the ability to do it now. So for me, the success is about having all my cash flow needs met and living. I don't live a, an extravagant lifestyle. Uh, I live a very modest, uh, meeker one. Um, but I've got a lot of uh, free and clear properties right now that are kicking out tremendous cash flow. So to me, that's success is being able to get to the point where you do not have to work because your, your previous work is covering your needs. Successors, I hope you've enjoyed my quick conversation today, and I hope you've gained just a little more insight into achieving your financial freedom and reaching your goals. Please do us a huge favor and visit our sponsor, Minnesota Real Estate Investors Association at menrea.com. That's M-N-R-E-I-A.com. Join the community today to receive special members-only perks, services, discounts, and much more. Minnesota Real Estate Investors Association is the place for vital real estate investing training, networking, and resources. That's menrea.com. For more real estate investing content like this and a lot more, please visit UnitedStatesRealEstateInvestor.com. That's UnitedStatesRealEstateInvestor.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay grateful, stay successful, and be free. Music by Streambeats. Universe Media Mastering. Your audio more listenable.